The things of this world are getting weirder and weirder. The things that we do within the world can distract us from the things of God. And if we get involved with these things, we should stop and think about where we are headed with those decisions. We can get comfortable with the things of the world and find ourselves agreeing with it. We must be careful not to become comfortably numb. school of life he is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain you know it is 100 all right here i am it's me talking about living life and loving jesus and thank you for joining me this week We are going to have a great show today. At least I believe we're going to have a great show. And if I believe it, it's going to happen. (laughs) Well, anyway, if you're watching me on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the stuff that's required so that you can follow me and get notifications whenever my my videos pop up. And if if you choose to listen to me on audio only, you can check me out pretty much everywhere. But Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever your favorite podcast is, I should be there. And if you can't find me, just search 100% Richard on the internet, look for the beard, and I'll be there. (laughs) Oh, hey, and talking about beards, (laughs) you have to check out wildbull.shop. I get all of my beard products from them. I utilize the beard oil, the beard butter, the beard shampoo, all the good stuff. It helps keep my beard clean, beautiful, and looking good just for you that are watching this show or listening to this show. You can't see my beard, but it looks good. Trust me. (laughs) And you can get Wild Bull products. Also, you go to wildbull.shop, make your order, and then put in the coupon code WILDBULL100 and own your game. All right, so here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready, I'm ready. So I I got an interesting show today, at least I think I do. I don't know, sometimes I think I have stuff that I'm like, this is awesome, and then some people go, you suck, but (laughs) but that's okay. I'm glad that it causes a reaction. So (laughs) some of us actually, or all of us, at, at, at least many of us, have had to dress in something that is very uncomfortable. Whether it be for a wedding or or a gala or or some sort of thing that requires a certain type of outfit. We've all had to find a way to become uncomfortable for somebody else. And we will put up with this discomfort because of some rule somewhere said we had to because of the event or whatever thing it is that we're going to. And I I, I have been a part of, of plenty of weddings. I've been... I obviously married my wife, but the clothes I wore that day, I wanted to wear. I wore a trench coat to my wedding <laughs> in the late. Well, I got married in '90, but it was still that '80s style. So I had a trench coat. It was, it was, it was sweet, man. One day you gotta go check out my Facebook page and, and see those pictures. They're they're awesome. So, but so whatever. And, and I've had to dress nice to to be the minister in weddings. And and you know, if you watch the show, I'm in t-shirts and jeans. I'm I'm very. I try to be as comfortable as I possibly can. And and we will and we will do things to be force ourselves to be uncomfortable like on it, it, on a regular everyday basis we'll even do this like i say every day in our regular everyday lives if if work requires us to wear a certain thing we will wear it no matter how uncomfortable it is 
because it must be worn for work. Now there's rules involved in that one, you know, <laughs> but we will, we will even get to the point to where we, we sacrifice our feet to wear shoes that are popular or, or pants that might be a little too tight, but that's okay because they're in right now. And it's weird to me how we will go out of our way to be uncomfortable just because of a look or because of our job or because of whatever. And eventually we start to do this so often that we will actually become numb to what it is that used to make us uncomfortable and accept it as normal when it's really not. And, and if we are uncomfortable with something, now here, here, here's the whole thing. If we're, and I'm using this as an analogy, using the, the fashion or style as an analogy, because we will do things to impress other people, to do that kind of stuff. And, and the reality is, if we are uncomfortable with something in our lives, when it comes to things of this world, that is probably or usually a sign that something is wrong in some way, shape, or form, and we should probably avoid that thing instead of interacting with it. If something makes us uncomfortable, if you're a believer, you're living life loving Jesus, and something is making you uncomfortable, you have a couple of options here. You can avoid it altogether. You can communicate about it. You can say, that makes me feel uncomfortable, and I don't want to get involved in that, and I don't want to interact with that thing, and I'm just going to step away. I, I have choices that are available to me. So why do we actually deal with discomfort for other people? Something I've always said to you as listeners or watching people that are watching is that you were made to be you, not anybody else, just you, 100% you. I'm 100% Richard, you're 100% you. If you don't like something, you don't have to do it or be a part of it because it's actually our decision or choice to do that. And if we're living life loving Jesus, we make that decision based on what God has to say, not on what the world has to say. And we will deal with this discomfort because we, we, we actually, some of us will believe that it raises our stock. It will level us up. It'll make us look more important or impressive or essential. Well, maybe we will feel well favored or, or measurable in some way, shape or form. We'll feel significant if we're going through this uncomfortableness and trying to fit into the way the world wants to do things. It'll make us feel noteworthy and or maybe world shaking. But I'm here to tell you this, you can do all of that and more without the discomfort of conforming to the world. It is the life of Jesus that we strive for, not the life of the world. The world is telling us so many things right now that it should be making us uncomfortable and we're actually following it right over the cliff like a bunch of lemmings. And we have to have an understanding that if we follow that direction, we are going to be falling into mistakes. We're going to be backsliding away from Jesus. We're going to be doing all kinds of things. And we really have to find a way to say, hey, I don't want to become comfortably numb to the things of the world. And when I say that, I mean, we become numb so like the world starts to do something and we're like ah, it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay and we say it's okay so often it's okay it's okay 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 uh, no, no worries that's okay uh no no that's okay but really what happens is doing that and in the process of doing that we actually become numb to those things where it doesn't bother us anymore we're no longer uncomfortable and this is what what numb being numb is numb is unfeeling accepting without knowledge 
deprived of the power of sensation, unable to think or feel or respond normally, deprived of feeling or responsiveness. So basically what happens is we just accept the things without any thought process or thinking God, or I'm sorry, thinking, but seeking God in the decision of acceptance. When something makes us uncomfortable, that's a sign that says something's not right here. If, if I'm uncomfortable doing something, now I know I use the analogy of clothing, but if my feet hurt, that's a sign don't wear those shoes. If my, if my pants are making me uncomfortable, then that's a sign, you know, get bigger pants. You know, if, if you know what I mean? It, it, that's, it's a sign to us when there's a pain or there's a discomfort inside of us that there's probably something wrong. That would be probably discernment if you, you know, have the Holy Spirit. He, he will start to show you things that, hey, you can't get comfortable with this decision that you're making or you can't get, get comfortable with the things that the world are doing or join into it because it starts, you start to conform to the world's way of doing things and then our mindset becomes numb. And one of those things is deprived of feeling a responsive. We stop responding to it. We, 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 we our, our power of sensation, we don't feel it anymore. We just accept. And what we need to actually do is accept according to what God says. And if he says yes, then go for it. If he says no, don't do it. It's kind of a simple kind of thing, but we don't want to become numb to it. And this is what Paul says. Paul says something interesting. And, and I know we've heard this verse a million times. This is Romans chapter 12. And this is what it says here. This is Romans 12. I'm going to read 1 through 21, and I'm going to come back and hit on this a couple of times because it's a lot of verses. I hope you're ready for some Bible. Here we go. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I'm going to pause there for just a second. Your reasonable, reasonable service is to have your body be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. So you are living the life, loving Jesus. You that That is the gist of it. And then it says this, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Last week or a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, last time, my, my last show, I mentioned that there has to be a transformation in your life. There has to be something that switches on and off. There has to be that thing, not just in your mind, but in your heart and in your mouth and the things that happen in your life that in, in our lives that, that we have to start to adjust to the things of God and start to remove the things of the world, that would be not conforming, but it's being transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind is I have to get into the word of God. I have to listen to what Jesus has to say. I have to follow after Holy Spirit and see what he has to say. And then it says this, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, do not think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. So we have to have faith in the thing that we believe in. We have to believe that God is going to pull us through discomfort. He's going to pull us through to his side. He's going to pull us through to the things of greatness. He's going to take us in new directions in life so that we don't have to be uncomfortable or become numb to the things of the world because we are constantly transforming our mind. Now I've lost my place. <laughs> for I say through that, I just did that. So for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If you prophesy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. 
or or ministry. Let us use it in, in, in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberty, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Watch this. Let us love without hypocrisy. Arbor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honoring, giving preference to one another. The body is designed to build up the body. The more people that you add to the body through salvation and you create more body, you create more kingdom, you create more Jesus walking on the earth. And you, so you give preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervor in spirit, serving the Lord. Now watch verse 12. Continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality. Bless those. Now watch this. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one for evil with evil. Pay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible as much as demands on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals on the fire of his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So this is where we, we have to go, okay, because I, I, I am in community with the body of Christ, I am in community with a group of people, I'm in community with the kingdom of God, I'm going to have backup when the time comes and when evil comes against me, when I feel discomfort from somebody else, when I feel discomfort from the world, come on, when I feel discomfort from these kinds of things, I have people that I can rely on. I have, I have God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, and I have a group of people that is the body of Christ, the body of Christ to rely on to keep me from, for keep us from becoming comfortably numb and moving forward in things of the world and continue to move forward with the things of God. And when I find myself in a situation where people are trying to push certain things upon me, the weirdness of the world, and they're trying to push these kinds of things upon me, I'm going to do good. Why? Because it just messes them up. So why do we tend to just be comfortable in those things that happen around us on a daily basis? We sometimes need to understand that some people just can't handle the fact that Jesus is who they need, and they will always be against him. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. You see, evil actually runs the earth. The, Satan was cast out of heaven and basically given rain. Go read your Bible. Basically given rain over the earth. That's why we have these problems. It's not because evil doesn't exist and because God created. God didn't create evil. He created the, the Satan and he had a an issue in heaven. And then he was cast out. Like I don't need you here. Get out. And he took a bunch of people, with, a bunch of other fallen angels with him. And now we have to deal with that here on earth because Jesus is coming back eventually to take back the planet and take back who we are and take us to the places that we need to be. And you see evil, because evil runs the earth and we live amongst it, look at verse 20 again, because it says it all. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For he is going, for, for, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. That's what causes that 
strife or that division because we're going to just continue to do what we do in love and it's not up to us to be a vengeful people. We tell the truth in love. They will be rubbed wrong by our love. And that is actually what causes that friction between the world's way of thinking and the way Jesus teaches us to be. Jesus actually says something very interesting because he says he will bring division. Watch this. Luke 12, 49 through 53. I came to send fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled, but I have a baptism to be baptized with and how distressed am I till it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you, not at all, but rather division. For from now on, five of one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. Father will be divided against um, son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and so on and so forth. We are not supposed to be comfortable with the stuff that is happening on the earth today. Can we be loving through all this? Absolutely. But we also have to know that all this stuff is supposed to happen. It is end time stuff. Jesus is coming back. When? (laughs) I don't know. But it feels like soon, if you ask me. (laughs) And we really have to be ready as this time approaches. Because like, like I just read, that, hey, because of Jesus' name, because of his name alone, people do not like who we are and who we represent. People just rub wrong with the name of Jesus. And this is why, because he came to actually create, well, not to create a division because all are welcome into the kingdom of God, but some people just won't accept it. And this time, this time as it approaches and is actually already here, we have to be willing to stand for truth. The truth, the real truth. We can't just decide to be comfortable with the things that are happening and just become numb to it. Jesus tells the disciples something interesting and it's still true to this day. Watch this. This is Matthew 5, 10 through 12. And it says this. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those when they they revile and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. This is Jesus talking. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets you um, who were before you. So basically what the persecution of the prophets before our time, before the disciples time, he's telling him, hey, that is going to continue to this day. And he says it again in Matthew 10, the, verse 22. And you will be hated for all for my name's sake. This is Jesus saying, you will be hated for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When we choose to live life loving Jesus, we should have an understanding that at some point in this life, people will simply not accept who we believe in. I actually mentioned that earlier. And in fact, they will hate us for it. <laughs> and it is basically because we aren't accepting of the way the world is and because God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit is the authority and the truth above the things of the world, we should be focused on what he is telling us and focused on the way he wants us to live and abide. There will always be opposition to the name of Jesus because his name 
is above all names, above kings and queens, above presidents, above prime ministers, and all the such. And it tells us that in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Watch this. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, and those in heaven, and those of earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. If we become comfortably numb to the things of this world, we're basically just joining in and conforming when we should find ourselves at the feet of Jesus. We will all bow anyhow we should simply live life now we should simply live the jesus life now it may be uncomfortable at times and it will become more uncomfortable as times move forward but we should rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is our reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before us we should be glad and accepting of what Christ has for us to do as compared to accepting and becoming numb to the things that the world wants us to do. So show, show love to those who hate you and don't forget what Paul said. Watch this. I'm going to remind you of the verses we used earlier. This is Romans 12, 17 to 21. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible as much as demands on you, as, as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. I just think that's awesome. You know, hey, brother, I love you. And he just hates me for loving him. You know what I mean? And, and Or she, you know, or whatever. Or who, whatever things are going on in this world. They, they get more frustrated when you love them with the love of Christ. And it's just interesting to see because that's how demons work. That's how the world works. They just, uh, I don't want to be loved. I want to be hated. They actually want to be hated because it makes them feel better about themselves if some is against them. I think it's weird. And it says, do not come. Uh, the last verse says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. The simplicity of this is don't join it. Don't join evil. <laughs> don't become numb to evil. When Jesus sat with the sinners, the sinners changed. Jesus did not. So let us not become comfortably dumb. Right on, right on.